I have completely removed anxiety or pressure when I get on the call with a one-on-one client or I'm hosting a live because I let myself be me. If I stutter or I say something ridiculous or I lose a thought, I just say that. It's what just happened, you know? And I just let myself be a total human and everything ends up being super vibey, super on point, super potent with all this like gooey pink energy. It's kind of like how it makes me feel. And it just feels better. You're listening to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast Series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is about liberating your life through flexible work and taking the lifestyle you know you deserve. It's about living intentionally, sometimes alternatively, but always free. The Freedom Lifestyle is a movement that will empower you to take action. I'm sharing relatable stories of freedom seekers who ditched conventional office life and courageously asked for more. Together, we're going to find out how they did it, why they did it, and the impact it's had on their life. As for me, well, I'm your host, Sam. I've turned multiple side hustles into one sustainable life that allows me to work from anywhere. The Freedom Lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? You're listening to episode 46 of the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series. I am so excited to be back in your ears today and even more excited for you as a listener because you're about to fall in love with the message that today's guest has to share for you. Seriously, getting to produce episodes like these get me so fired up about why I created this platform in the first place and what kind of opportunities I now get to attract into my life. If you follow me on Instagram, maybe you saw a couple months ago some of the really wild photos I posted in our costumes in the jungle. I attended Envision Festival. It was in Costa Rica. And the guest for today's episode, she was actually one of the speakers on the schedule. And I didn't know her name at the time, but she had a scheduled talk called Manifest Like a Motherfucker. (laughs) I had no idea what I was in for, but as soon as she came on stage, I was captivated by her entire vibe, listening intently to every single word that came out of her mouth. So naturally, being social, following the event, I made sure I followed her. I did a recap of some of my content from the weekend. She was in one of the videos. I tagged her. She replied, saying, thanks for sharing. Hope you had fun. And I just figured, screw it. This is my moment. I'm going to go for it. So I DM'd her back, sent her some voice notes, basically saying how cool I thought she was, what I'm all about, what Freedom Lifestyle is, and how it totally aligns with what her vibe seems to be, and that I'd love to have her on the show. She said yes, and I got to create today's episode. Rayma does things a little bit differently. I'm going to read you a bio she created on her very own website. It says, I do not live life conventionally or traditionally. I have never approached things the normal way, from my businesses to my parenting. I've just always done things differently. I refused to settle for anything that seemed difficult or boring. I needed spice. I was the girl always asking, but why? And when no one could give me the answer I needed, I took things into my own hands. I have balls, risks don't scare me, I'm the go big girl, I refuse to settle. I do things my way, I get to have the life I want, and it gets to be easy. I have learned to love and trust myself with every blood cell in my body. This is what I'm here to teach you. As you may have guessed, Rayma is a spiritual business coach, but she is so much more than that. I definitely encourage you to check out her website and her various offers that she's created. 
after the episode because my ask of you today is to listen to the full thing. I promise you will not regret it. How this episode goes is the first part as we're going to talk about Raymond's personal journey with entrepreneurship, how she wasn't able to keep a nine to five job and how this rebellious nature she had was actually something she was able to use in her advantage over time and how she did it. And then the second half of this interview is essentially free coaching from Rayma, and it's epic. I got chills re-listening to this and editing this. If you can see my notes in the editing process, it was literally just like epic, gold, love this, love this, highlighting so many different sections and picking out that preview clip that you just heard when the episode started, a piece of audio from the actual interview, selecting just one was so, 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 so difficult. I'll also note that we actually did this interview on Zoom instead of my usual tool that's actually meant for audio. We wanted to capture some video for this too. So despite the interview being one of my favorites so far, the audio isn't perfect throughout the whole interview. Rayma is currently in beautiful sunny Florida and so she took advantage of the nice weather and had the interview outside for our call. So you'll hear some nature in the background, some birds chirping. It's honestly beautiful. Just focus on the words. She has a lot to say say. You might prefer to listen to this one on your speaker rather than your earbuds. But what I can guarantee is that if you get through the whole interview, you will feel like this was 100% an amazing 30 minute investment of your time. I love Rayma. She's so cool. Before we learn a bit more about her though, let's hear an ad from one of our very own freedom seekers. What does freedom mean to you? Hi, this is Cheryl from Please Notes Affirmation Filled Goods, and I'm all about helping you manifest a life that you love. So make sure that you visit the Please Notes website to get yourself a guided affirmation journal and use the code FREEDOM for 15% off your first purchase. PleaseNotes.com. Do you want to get a free ad for your business on season four of the Freedom Lifestyle podcast? Well, I've totally got you. In an effort to support more small businesses during COVID-19, I'm offering a new free podcast ad stimulus program. Simply go to whatsyourfree.com slash free ad and upload a 20 second audio ad for your business. You may just hear it on next week's episode. Rayma, thanks for coming on the Freedom Lifestyle podcast. Thank you, Oman. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. So just some context for our listeners. I actually got introduced to you at the Envision Festival earlier this year, and I didn't share this with you, but we actually went because my boyfriend saw you on the calendar and he was like, I feel like I need to get better at manifesting. We went for him. And then I ended up being like, okay, I love this girl. I'm going to her session again on Sunday. I'm hooked. (laughs) You did a great job. Both of them. Awesome. I'm glad that you loved it. I think your second one was Sunday morning and my friends that I was with insisted on staying up all night to do sunrise set. And I was literally like, I'm fine, but we are going to her talk again. I'm down to stay up all night, but we are not missing it. So we were so exhausted at 10 AM and right after your talk, we went to bed. (laughs) It was pretty early. I was like, we're going to see how it turns out, but both of them went really well. And that was actually, believe it or not, the first time I had spoken on stage in regards to my spiritual business coaching. Really? So I had been on stages before with like doing other things. And I really, I really took my own advice for real this time, which I, I mean, I really practice what I preach, but that envision was definitely the first big challenge because I hadn't prepped. I didn't prep for either of those workshops because I really felt like, I just felt like I didn't need to. But then I w- there was this part of me that felt like 
I wasn't going to have a successful workshop if I didn't plan. And so, and my famous like saying is fuck the rules, right? There are no rules to life. And I was like, wait a second, who said that I have to prepare for X amount of weeks or practice for X amount of hours for this to go well? And I kind of caught myself doing like falling under this umbrella of rules that just don't exist. So I really tapped back into that 20 minutes before going on stage. And I mean, of course I was nervous, but I got up there and that mentality of it just gets to work because it has to is really what totally slayed the whole thing. So I'm glad that you were there for that because it was definitely a memory for me too. (laughs) Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, you never would have been able to tell that that was your first time going on stage talking about that particular business. How did that opportunity come? Was that something that you manifested? Totally manifested this opportunity. I went to Envision in 2017. I had been to transformational events before, but I heard Stephen Brooks speak and he was just so elegant. And I had just started coaching. And the idea of being on stage kind of made my heart like pitter patter. But I've always been a go big person. So I remember looking at my friend after this phenomenal performance by this group of women. And then Stephen Brooks comes on and I was just like, oh my gosh, I was just in a whole vibe. I was very in my power. I was very confident and carrying myself well. Because usually at festivals, because I'm the girl with the eyeliner and the lip liner, and I like to do my hair, I put glitter on my face, but this is like a daily thing for me. So being at festivals sometimes was intimidating because I felt like for me to be spiritual, I had to be super into crystals or I had to have that slow, soft-spoken, angelic like voice. And these were all my rules that I had created for myself. So Envision was the first festival that I had been to in a while where I was like, I'm going and I'm not going to feel like I'm not who I am because I don't look like everyone else. And once again, I I bet most people couldn't even tell. It was all stuff that I was making up in my head, right? So that's what I mean. I was very in my power. I carried myself very well. I I was on one. I was so happy. And then Stephen Brooks started speaking and I, I just, I looked at my friends and I said, I'm going to speak at Envision one day. And that was the last of it. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything extra. And one of the co-founders reached out to me the following year in 2018, shortly after their 2018 run and asked me if I would speak in the 2019, which was their 10-year reunion. And of course, I'm trying not to freak out on the phone with her because I wanted to be like, ah! Like, I just wanted to scream at like a little girl. And I, I did afterwards because to feel that full circle, like to desire something, set it down. And at the time, I was saying affirmations, things like opportunities come to me because I'm, I'm a huge fan of ease, grace, and flow. I'm a huge fan of letting life, business, love, all of it, money, be easy. And so I've, I've really been practicing integrating the idea of opportunities coming to me, business being easy. Like really just, it flows so easily that it almost appears like I'm not doing much because or putting a lot of hard work out or effort out to make the impact in the world that I want. That was an affirmation I was practicing at the time. And sure enough, it came, it literally called me up on the phone. So what a blessing, but also a really, I love sharing that story as a reminder to people that they just get to have what they desire. Just say what you want and then go, your only job after that is to just be happy, follow your heart, follow what lights you up and keep doing that and know that all those things um, that you wanted to achieve and accomplish 
will naturally come to you in that place. You definitely inspired me to think bigger. And I'm sure there was someone in that audience was like, I'm going to speak at Envision one year. She's doing it. I can see myself doing that too. And then you're an expander for someone else. That's so cool. I was just a coach. I had been coaching only for a, a year, a little over a year. By the time I was on that stage at Envision, I still didn't have a website, not the one that I was actually using, right? So all the things that would consider to me like be an expert or a professional once again, we're all a bunch of made up rules onto what qualifies me to be on that stage. It's my vibe. Mm -hmm. It's knowing that I'm worthy. What happens right before you land the client, meet the man, your soulmate, the woman, whatever, or get the raise at your job right before that happens, you realize that you're worthy of it. And so of course my stage presence was manifested because at one point I decided I was worthy of that. So in a way, like it had to come. And you're very like woke to quote a word in the spiritual community to all of this stuff, manifestation, creating your dream life. And it seems like you're having so much fun with it to the point where you're like, why aren't more people designing their own life? This is so much fun. Why isn't everyone doing this? But you probably weren't always doing this. When you think back on kind of like your early years, maybe when you first started getting jobs or when you think about what you were trying to be when you grew up, what was that like feeling like you were kind of different? Did you always know that was a good thing? Oh, no. It was definitely a negative thing for a very, very long time. And that's kind of, that's what I call shadow work is looking at those things that you, you don't really like about yourself. And when you forgive them and embrace them, you see them in a different light. So I've always been loud. I've always talked a lot. I'm usually talking more than anyone else in the room and the loudest. If I'm not talking with my hands, I'm definitely talking with my facial expressions, but usually it's both. I'm very animated. And I always felt like I was annoying. And this is just one of many shadows that I've kind of transformed from dark to light in a way. But that was one of them that I always felt like, oh, I need to be a better listener. I need to, I need to be quieter. I need to not take up so much space. I need to respect other people's. And some would argue this, but I really stand behind what I'm about to say is, I mean, I am a listener. I, I don't disregard my listening skills altogether, but I'm also not going to step into a room where I feel really called to share something with somebody and be worrying about where the tone of my voice is. Like that just sounds like too much work to me. It sounds like worry. It sounds like, is this okay for everybody else? I don't worry about that stuff anymore. And it's helped me get online, like on coaching calls, I'm giving more than enough content for my clients because we could go all day. I, I could sit on this interview with you for three hours and just take a couple sips of water in between if I like really like let off. But I've learned to harness that and use it in my business right now. It's um, an asset. It was built in me because this is who I was always going to become. So, I mean, I've always been Rayma, but it's really important to look at your quote unquote flaws and embrace those because usually they're your gifts that end up really like catapulting you in the direction that you want to go and they help make you money. And Gabby Bernstein says this, but the light always comes from the wound. And the wound could be something that happened to you in the past or a belief about yourself that's not true. But all of these things get to work in your favor. I love saying you get to transform bullshit to gold, right? That was kind of something that I transformed and I let be easy for me. Now, on the other side of it, no, I, I, I knew that I was different and it did hurt me in a way because I thought that my difference was bad. Or like it kind of set me apart and I felt like I was weird and off and I had social anxiety, believe it or not. Like I had really bad social anxiety. But I think 
at the end of the day, I've been through a lot of hard things, but right now I'm really teaching people what I've learned on my journey because I don't believe that you have to go through all of that suffering and sacrifice. I believe that that's an old way. And in the future, maybe not this day and age, but in the future, there's going to be a lot less suffering and sacrifice. And maybe you can agree with this, but how many times have like the bad thing happened and then you kind of grew from it? And once again, this is just an idea that I'm playing with right now, but what if it didn't always have to be painful and there didn't have to be some form of like sacrifice or suffering to learn the lesson? In a way, I feel like I'm questioning the Buddhas and the, the really great teachers in life that have said suffering and sacrifice will always be there and you just have to lean into it. Like what if it doesn't have to be that way? You've decided to use being unique to your advantage. And of course, it's worked out for you. You've created an entrepreneurial business from it. You're now helping other people create an impact and being part of their journey. When did you realize that you knew you couldn't have a boss? That has always really been ingrained in me. I started that like no boss thing when I was really, really young because I was so different. I've been fired from every single job except for maybe one or two. Every single job for being too loud, for like having an opinion I just, you know, the food gets sent back and somebody's like yelling at the waitress or the cook. And I'm like, excuse me, are you having, are you okay? Are you not having a good day? And that really pisses them off. So I bartended for a while. And usually there was, um, I'm no man hater, by the way, but it was usually a guy in charge of a bunch of women. And these guys would really talk down to these girls or like go off for being five minutes late. And when it comes to like life, man, life is too beautiful to be getting upset at somebody for being five minutes late. It's, it just, and it never made sense to me. It never made sense why people who have the label boss feel that they get to treat other humans very inhumane, you know, like talk down to them or take their personal home problems and bring it to work. Like, and that happens in almost every workforce that I know of to this day. I think whenever you decide within yourself that working a normal job or having a boss at all is absolutely not not a possibility, not an option, your brain kind of starts working in a different way and it goes, okay, well, how am I going to make this work? You're in almost in a do whatever it takes mentality. So I've always been a hustler. This is kind of a funny story, but I, I like, I used to flip things on Facebook sell and Craigslist. So I would buy things at garage sales and estate sales. But the funniest story is I would get free litters of kittens and then I would resell the kittens for like $30 on Craigslist. So I've always definitely had that hustle mentality coming in and being a spiritual business coach or like blending what I know about business and money mm -hmm. with my spiritual beliefs is what has helped me take the hustle out of it and replace it with ease and really have intention and service behind what I'm doing versus before the goal was just like, make money so I can have the freedom to do what I want, which is definitely not a bad place to be. But I love coaching because now I get to have all of those things plus more. Like I get to make an impact, teach other people how to do it. And it gets to be so much easier. I know another thing that's important to you is self-love and how that really means being your own cheerleader. So many entrepreneurial people listening to that, I think they need to hear that because one of the points you made was that when you do that, when you are your own cheerleader, when you practice self-love, that's how you open yourself up to new ideas and new solutions. And as someone who's trying to be innovative and creative, that's going to be so important to them. So can you tell us how that works and how self-love allows you to access your creativity? Mm, true self-love to me, this is in one sentence, self-love to Rima Desjari means supporting every single decision that I make. I have zero regrets. So whenever I could have done better, 
I honor where I was at, but I never guilt trip myself for it. I never go, oh, I was wrong. I was bad. I, why did I do that? I don't beat myself up for making a mistake. I, and I almost don't even believe in mistakes, but for self-love to be this state where you can do no wrong, you can't fuck it up, you, you take the pressure off, you take all of the judgment and the guilt off your shoulders. And what happens in this, in this deep self-love practice is you, ah, your shoulders drop and you kind of like, you breathe for a moment. And instead of looking down here at what am I doing wrong? How can I be better? You're okay. Is that you? (laughs) Yeah, it's totally me. And I'm not really sure how to shut it off without muting the whole thing, but Hopefully okay. this is the last message. I feel, I feel that what happens when you're in this vibe is you're able to tap into creativity, ideas, solutions, and answers because now you're in alignment with love. And let's put it into like the other perspective for a second. When I'm not loving myself, when I'm judging myself, let's say it's in my business and I'm going, why am I not getting clients? What's wrong with me? What's, what's wrong with how I'm doing this? I must not be doing something right. I'm, I need to do something different because this isn't working. Think about really the vibration of those words. This isn't working. Something is wrong with me. Something is wrong with my work. That is the opposite of I am enough. My work is good enough. Everything is just as is. And this is the kind of self-love that daily I step into. I don't worry about what happens on an interview. I don't worry about what I said on a call. I have completely removed anxiety or pressure when I get on the call with a one-on-one client or I'm hosting a live because I let myself be me. If I stutter or I say something ridiculous or I lose a thought, I just say that. It's what just happened, you know? And I just let myself be a total human and everything ends up being super vibey, super on point, super potent with all this like gooey pink energy is kind of like how it makes me feel. And it just feels better. So follow love, right? Whether it's in your business or your relationship or your health, anytime we are uh, exercising guilt or judgment, for ourselves and how we're not doing something right, it it could be better. We're leaning into this false idea, the illusion of fear that we're not enough. And this is like the biggest affirmation that we, I mean, how many of us have heard, I am enough, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is an infamous saying that everybody's really leaning into, but how many people are integrating it on a soulful level? Not a lot, right? Like how many times do we second guess ourselves in the day and feel like we are not doing enough in our business? And So to answer your question, what happens when you really step into that vibe and you release the pressure and you go, my work is good enough, my business is good enough, the interview is good enough, the call was good enough, the live stream was good enough, the content that I created, it's all good enough. Everything that I do have done up until right now is more than enough to receive the guidance, the wisdom, the answers, the ideas, and then you have access to the way that launches your business, the avenue to find your soulmate clients or to get that raise or next level your finances, whatever it is that you're desiring, right? It's just, here's you and here's your desires. And the only thing that keeps you from believing that you get to have those things is knowing that you're worthy of it. The thing that happens right before the launch goes well, or you, the raise happens, or you meet the man or the woman or whatever is you realize that you're worthy of it. That's what happens right before you receive all the things. So it's really important to practice this. I mean, at, at the core, it's deep self-love. I've, I've gotten creative with how to term it in different ways because I feel like self-love is a little watered down now. Like if you ask the average person, what does self-love mean to you? They're on the top layer. 
and they haven't really gotten down to the like the soul, like the the heart of what self love actually means. Like to really love yourself unconditionally, meaning no conditions. I love Rayma because she exists. I love Rayma because she's showing up. She's here. I I love Rayma because I'm breathing. I exist. Like period. That makes that makes me good enough already. And the vibe of that it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I don't have to try really hard. That God it is on my side. The universe has my back. I'm supported. I'm here for it. And I just get to show up and follow the hearts of my desires because I truly cannot mess this thing up. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And so. is that something that you had to work through when you were kind of getting into coaching? Because I imagine before that you were selling things, right? You sold the kittens. You had the e-commerce store. You sold all these other things. But for the first time, you were selling you. And people were like buying access to you and your words. Did mm-hmm. that bring up insecurities that you had to be like, okay, Rayma, this is self-love. This is what's coming up. We're about to hit publish. I'm about to announce the world. I'm now a coach or this is my first mastermind. Like what was that first product that you launch and what was coming up for you during that time? Totally. I was offering one-on-one calls, just one call for an hour long. And I was, I sent out an email and it was like 50 bucks for a one hour call. And I wrote this really pretty email that was like, you are here on purpose. If you want to tap into your purpose and tap into this energy and use it to maximize fullest potential, volume all the way up, contact me. It went something like that. Um, And I sent out this email, not one person. And it was a life-changing moment for me because I sat there for a moment and there's actually two things I want to say about this, but I'll finish the story. I ended up raising my price to $150, sending out the same email to the same people, and I landed a bunch of clients that day. And I had realized something that it was more of my value. I was undervaluing my work. And I was going for a lower price because I was living under the lie that says, Rayma's just starting out as a coach. I'm not allowed to charge $150 for, even though I really believed in what I had to share, that that right there was enough for me to charge what I felt like charging. So that was the first thing that happened. But I think my business really just gets better and better and better because as I continue to like my, my spiritual practice hasn't stopped. My coaching, I feel like, is just super bomb because I'm always practicing my own deep self-love and I'm always questioning how Rayma can love herself more, how I can show up more. I'm always in a place of contemplation and even questioning the own things that I'm saying, my own beliefs, and that keeps me receptive to continual new ideas. Like I'm always expanding this thing that I call spirituality, that my beliefs, and it always makes for really good content. If you really want to kill it in your coaching or your service-based industry, all you have to do is lean into you because what happens is like, once again, my business, my service-based business is an extension of myself. So if Rayma is always growing, my business is always growing. I always have something to talk about that's new and fresh online without being repetitive because I'm always growing. I'm always asking the questions and I'm journaling and I'm praying and, or whatever that is for me, I'm always contemplating really is the best word. I'm contemplating life and fears and through that inner work, right? We call this inner work. That's where we grow. And the most beautiful content comes from there. I guess what I really want to say is starting is so important because you want to be like the Gabby Bernsteins and the Tony Robbins of coaching, right? But those, even those people started somewhere. And so whenever you let yourself start, you begin your journey with yourself. You begin your journey with your business. You begin your journey with clients and money, and you kind of figure it out as you go. 
and you blend your, those spiritual beliefs with, with your business and you just keep going. You just keep showing up. So I wouldn't say there's like a one moment where everything kind of changed for me and I knew what it was going to be because it's always changing. It's always expanding. It's just this ever eternal changing thing that I don't think I would ever want to try to really grasp and get a hold of because I don't want to limit it. I don't want to limit it from what it could potentially turn into. So I know that that was a little airy answer. Well, hearing about how just the the smallest act of raising your price, how powerful that was in terms of attracting people who would maybe even like took you more seriously because you took yourself more seriously. I think that so many people try to differentiate themselves on, on price and try to go lower to be more accessible and to make it an easy yes for people. But if you talk about vibes and putting that stuff out there, you've actually found the complete opposite. Oh yeah. And when it comes to price, this is something to think about. Maybe it's not so much about how long you've been coaching or what qualifies you to charge this much. Maybe charging this much is what qualifies you. Maybe it's the other way around. So like I just raised my prices. I didn't wait until I was coaching for a year. I raised my prices before I was kind of ready to raise my price. And in a way, there was something, there's something that happens in your confidence because vibrationally you're like, okay, I have to perform. I'm getting paid my value now. It just pushes you into your power. It really does. In the same way that I say, you don't wait for the fear to go away before you do the thing. You do the thing and that's what removes the fear. But a lot of us are kind of waiting around for something outside of us to tell us that we can finally charge that price or finally get on that stage at that event or whatever it is, and we're waiting around for some sort of pre-qualification out there for this feeling, and it's like, just do it. Just do it. Just get online and say you're the biggest badass coach out there. Why can't you say that? Why, Why aren't you allowed to claim what you are? And I remember when I put channeler, healer, and business and mindset coach on, I mean, now it's business and mind coach, but at first it was healer and channeler in the in, um, my bio on Instagram. And I remember just hovering above that for so long and deleting it and rewriting it. And the, the only thing that was keeping me from doing that was this idea that people were going to be like, who do you think you are, Rayma? The infamous line, right? I think all of us hear that sentence <laughs> multiple times in life. Who do you think you are to do that? But it's important to do it anyways whether you're starting or you're going to your next level in business or life or whatever it is, just do it. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel weird. You're going to feel not good enough and qualified to do it, whatever, but just do it. That's where you're going to gain your confidence and that's where the growth happens. You just, you do whatever it takes to make the moves. One of your social media posts that I was looking at in my research for today's call is really relevant to this. It says, I always feel crazy right before I go to the next level. Does that kind of stuff still happen for you too? What do you mean by crazy, first of all? Oh my gosh. Okay. Like right now I'm launching a course for coaches and this is the first time I've done this and I've been coaching for a little bit over two years now. So of course it's the same voice. It's the same voice that's like, "Mm, are you allowed to coach coaches? I mean- what pre-qualifies you to do that, Rayma, right? So of course, I feel really crazy when I'm going to my next level, even hitting my goals. So let's say that I want to do 30K this month, and that's a really big jump from what I did last month, and you feel crazy. You, part of you is just like, I cannot believe I'm, I'm trying to make this my goal. I can't believe I'm trying to create this course. I can't believe I'm trying to get in front of 100,000 people and speak on a stage when I don't even know how it's going to happen, right? 
So you kind of feel a little crazy, but I think it's the crazy comes from you have this desire in your heart to do something. And it's almost like a battle between your heart and the mind because your heart is like, what if you spoke in front of a hundred thousand people? What if you made 30 grand this month, Rama? And what if that was just like consistent from here on out? And your mind goes, um, you're nuts. <laughs> like there's no tangible evidence, Rama, that says that you get to have that. And this is where faith comes in. So you feel crazy because you're holding on to something, a really big idea, and there's no tangible evidence in your physical reality that says that you get to be, do, have, or create that thing, but you're going to go for it anyways. That's where the crazy comes from. And of course, that happens to me every month when I'm rewriting my goals, when I'm deciding what I want, when I'm creating something new. Um, whenever I teach on money, I create a training called the caviar money mindset. And in a way I was like, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to coach on money? Shouldn't I be making a lot more than I'm making right now to even have a voice when it comes to the energy and frequency of money? So this is what I'm talking about is when you feel everyone feels crazy. And I guess I get online and I tell people these things. So that way they know that it's normal. And this is what I do with my clients. They go, okay, well, um, we're going to start with some free content and see how it goes. I'm like, no, you're going to create a four-figure premium package for clients and you're going to sell out. And they're like, but I just started, Rayma. And I often, most of my reviews are very similar. It's like, Rayma, Rayma pushed me to start a business and I landed a client and I made five, ten grand in my first month because why make a bunch of free content and for why? It's a, that we are operating under a rule that we have to slowly grow before we land our 5, 10K months or like, like it has to be super gradual. And I just don't believe that has to be that way. I think whenever you push yourself to, because you want something and you've decided that's what you want, even scientifically, right? Your brain is now operating like, okay, 10K month. What do we have to do to make that happen? If we're operating under free content, right? Your brain is going, what do we have to do to create the free content? So your brain is just going to respond to like what you're saying is going to go down. So you, this is why it's important to go really big because like your brain and your thoughts and I, the potential for ideas can't, are only going to show up as much as you're willing to show up, right? The big ideas don't come under small thinking. The big ideas come under big thinking. I end every interview with a little speed round. There's no right or wrong answer. It's a mix of like quick answers, this or that. And I made a Rama edition one because you're so spiritual and cool I that I had to it. use. These are totally new questions. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Do you prefer crystals or candles? Candles. Sound baths or breath work? Sound baths. Beach or jungle? Jungle. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> Do you believe in soulmates? No. Do you have a spirit animal? It changes. A snake. Definitely a snake. Something COVID-19 has taught you? Teamwork. Something still on your bucket list? Mm. Oh, this is a good question. Something still on my bucket list. I guess scuba diving. Someone you'd love to have lunch with? Alive or dead? <laughs> Whatever. No rules, right? I I would really love to, I mean, obviously, like the Gandhis and the Buddhas of the world, but somebody who's alive right now, um, you know what? Because I'm so motherfucking influential, I would like to meet the president. Mm. I would like to meet the current president on like a personal one-on-one -on -one where I get two hours to just chat 
And I truly believe that I would be able to make a, some sort of impact. So I would, that's what I would say. That's a Thanks great for one. asking that. Really cool I love question. that. Yeah. Make that happen. Okay. Last thing. What's something you're looking forward to after this call? Um, an IPA in the middle of the day. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Amazing. Rayma. No lie. <laughs> you're so cool. Thank you so much for those who are listening to this in audio form only. She's got glitter all over her face, the biggest, brightest smile. Thank you so much for saying yes to this and congrats on everything that you've done. It's, it's really amazing. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out. You really had a certain vibe to you that came off of the screen and you, that totally showed in the interview. So thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, can't wait to connect further. Maybe we'll meet in the jungle and envision again, and I'll get to hear you speak. That would be awesome, right? What a crazy twist. We would be referring to this interview forever for life. <laughs> I would love that. I'm going to add that to my bucket list. That's great. I had a really great time. So to everybody listening, thank you guys. I love you so much. If you would like to find me online, you can find me on any of the social medias, R-H-A-M-A-D-A-S-H-U-R-I. Rima Dashuri, and I would love to connect with you further. So, and thank you, Sam, so much. Do it. She's got great content. Bye. Okay. Ciao, guys. That's it for episode 46. If you liked this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could do me a favor and share it with three friends who are freedom seekers at heart, but they just need that extra little nudge. That would mean so much. If you keep listening, I will totally keep talking. So please help me grow. If you don't have anyone to share it with, that is totally okay. It would be amazing if you could leave me a review and subscribed in Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find this show and know that this is a high quality piece of content that is worth their time. I will be back next week with a new solo episode highlighting a few more of my own stories and lessons along my own journey to achieving the freedom lifestyle. Until next time, enjoy your freedom.